0: I've been done eating for a while, bro. I've been waiting on you. You're the host, <laughs> but you're doing dishes. I went back
1: to do dishes because you haven't said anything. <laughs> I had a no, fight. you. There was never
0: a pause. <laughs> Your
1: actions. There was a nice. There was a nice five minute window where I was literally doing nothing.
0: All right. Well, bend it up now.
1: Bend it up.
0: <clears throat> That's just like one of those typical black people answers of. Don't even worry about it, because when you say "don't even worry about it," that means they haven't actually done anything.
1: I'll be I'll be there in five minutes, or I'm five minutes away. You don't know where I'm five minutes away from.
0: But... <laughs> It'd be long. You washed all the dishes yet? Yeah, I did. Okay, let me see. Don't even
1: worry about it, man. <laughs> hey, no, why you got Hey, hold why on, you man. For... To jet, bro? <laughs>
2: oh, you don't believe uh... me now.
1: Never trust. This episode. This is for
0: episode eleven. It is episode eleven of the Circle of Truth podcast. We're finally back on track. We uh, enjoyed our Thanksgiving breakaway. Got some time to hang out with some family. Uh, Gene, I know you got a nice little Thanksgiving. I (laughs) wanted to see a teardrop, but (laughs)
1: apparently. (laughs) Blessings keep falling <laughs> in my lap.
0: Please leave just that. Don't a be like. Just please don't be <laughs>
2: like White club <Wyclef>
1: John. <coughs> no, never that.
0: But uh, Gene got a nice little check in the mail. Yeah, the boy doesn't. He ain't. <laughs> when you were opening up the card. I mean, yeah. When you're opening up the card, I was like, I know he just wants to get to the money. (laughs) No one, one nobody
1: wants to read the cards. No, I I actually like reading the cards. (laughs) I wasn't rushing. Oh,
0: get out! Oh, you're lying. I'm not lying. lying. You can ask anyone. I actually like reading the cards. I don't know. You might, because he was reading that card way too slow. You gotta soak in the words. Savor every word. I'll yep. I'll read the card, but if you
2: ask me what I just read, I'm going to have to look at you like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, on. i not the what's going on, bruh.
1: But, yeah, I would like to say thank you again to all the brothers. Iota Phi Theta. Uh, you too, as well. And then all the sweethearts. Appreciate the love.
2: That was all headed by Big Brother Mystical. He was the spearhead
1: on that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Special shout-outs to my Haitian brother. Haitians gotta stick together. How how like he still uh, ain't never gave me that shirt. He's been trying to give me a shirt for like <laughs> like,
0: like three years. <laughs> but I appreciate it. How how like deceived would you feel if you found out he wasn't Haitian all this time? <laughs> <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
2: all this what time. If, <laughs> what if you found that out and then you found out that uh, dude from um, Instagram, Dan Rue, was actually Haitian. Because that's what he says he is.
1: Yeah, well, he says he's Creole or whatever, but he's just trying to justify himself
0: using the N word. <laughs> Did he say Creole or Cajun? Cajun. Cajun. Cajun? He's at Creole.
1: Creole. Creole. He's at Creole. Isn't that like the he same said he thing? He just perpetrates being a white man. Yeah, he nah. perpetrates being a white man. They say he's passé blanc. <laughs> <laughs> passing white.
0: I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they've enabled him to talk how he does. So. Exactly. You I mean, if you, he's Creole... Yeah. But his... Whoever that guy was can't get... Like, try and bait him into saying something like that. Because he had to be mad at him for some reason. So you yeah, can't that, get mad at him for that, saying that. Like You can't fall out with someone and then want to turn around and get mad because they say that and then you want to post it for the world to see. What you He did you didn't have him. that problem
1: before. He did ask him for consent. He said, uh, <laughs> can I post this or do you mind if I post this? Go ahead, post it. He still would have posted it
2: regardless if he said no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's sure. when you having that argument. All right, I'm going to post it. Nigga, go ahead and post it, bro. ain't
0: nobody scared. You can't back down then. Old oh boy, feelings were just hurt. Yep. All that arguing, it would have been hilarious if he got a patch on his head.
1: <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dan Rue should have did. He should have hit the barber. <laughs> <laughs> so he slipped.
0: But yes, back on track. We are on episode 11. We thank you for your listens. I am your host, Fly, Flash, and Flacco, Forever Fresh. Fresh, 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 fresh. And today, my feeling is like the number seven. Because that's where U.M. fell after they lost to (laughs) the University of Pittsburgh. (laughs) So right now, I am am feeling like number seven. If you are into numerology or into uh, stuff of the Bible, the number seven means completion. So that means our season was complete. Our regular season was complete. We're ready to go into the ACC championship game, get this W so we can make it back to the college football playoffs. So that is how I'm feeling. Ready to exceed expectations. Uh Rico, what's up?
2: What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Rico Star. Always this star. Star by name and by game. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rico underscore creates. This week I'm feeling like Chris Tucker in Rush Hour 2. Because I'm looking for some mooshu. And I ain't hungry. Yo, Gene, what's
1: up? What up? I'm feeling like two different things. First First thing I'm feeling like is SpongeBob when he had the suds. So SpongeBob when he had the suds. Getting over, getting over a cold, and then also I'm feeling like Patrick because I had it set to M for many when it should have been set to W for Wombo. <laughs> and that's well, why like Wombo. Uh, Wombo, Wombology, uh, Womboing—the <laughs> study of uh, Wombo. It's uh, it's first grade. <laughs> It's a synonym for uh, large. Large and in charge.
0: (laughs) But what needed to be large? My health.
1: (laughs) Big boy large. No, randomly, I think about the time where Rico had to be quiet because he had had his daughter with him. So he was like, what up, what up, what up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's you know what really I randomly crucial. you know what I randomly think about? <laughs> this this is going along with one of our topics later down the line, but <laughs> when Rico had to stay in push-up position because he <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> recite invictus to save his life.
2: I'm glad y'all remember my one time I ever messed up. I'm glad y'all remember the one time no. I never no one time I didn't remember something. And the- I, by then I was done re- I was done learning stuff. I didn't learn none of that shit after that.
0: that man, about, His arms were just shaking.
1: About the time Valley G couldn't do one push-up. <laughs> one push-up <laughs> to help out the boys just left me out the dry. <laughs> mm, trash. To go to work.
0: Mm-mm-mm. But um, as we get into our topics for today, we kind of prefaced it a little bit. I don't think that was by intention or by design. Well, we what brought up who? Dan Rue, Dan the Man, Peter Pan. Um,
1: what is he doing? Known Peter, for his purple, uh, pickle, purple.
0: yeah. Ooh. Known for his um, I I, I guess it's like viral videos of taking people's stuff and running and. Uh, doing some form of the, I, I call it a variation of the Billy Bounce, uh, if you ask me. The but, Billy Bounce creator, exactly. No one greater. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Dan, <laughs> if you know about him or seen any videos, he never talks. <laughs> so you would think he's, <laughs> you would think he's a mute, but um, I guess people didn't Should take the state in, mute. I guess people didn't take into account that he's white. I mean just because he hangs out with a black person <laughs> does not does not disqualify his like very like noticeable pigmentation. Um but I mean I could see how you could get confused cuz he is high he is like very high yellow also from New Orleans so I mean that's natural. And he grew a beard to hide like half of his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and when you grow a beard, a beard is like You could be anything. Yeah. A beard is a man's makeup. And pretty much, uh, Dan Rue got in. He's facing some backlash for saying the word Nigger.
1: nigga. Nigga, what?
0: Um, He didn't add the ER to it, so it, it wasn't as harsh. It was uh, just mild. But I guess people are saying, oh, he's a racist and all of this. Have you guys ever... Uh, experience any type of like racism or um what's it called racial profiling and i'm, I'm quite sure you have you're a black man in america right yep <laughs> but can you lend a nigga a pencil but <laughs> i can't <laughs> i just I, I, I just can't assume so i, I guess i just want to have this conversation and, and see you guys experience and
1: what y'all have dealt with boom i got the perfect story so as a as a young freshman, uh we had uh, went to the mall. It was uh myself, Rico, Flacco, and uh Omar. Um, I don't
0: think I don't think Rico was there for this. He wasn't I there? wasn't. Dang, no. Right. Uh-huh. He, he was told me about it. He, he missed dang, out on all the good stuff.
1: Everything.
2: Not all the good <laughs> stuff. I missed it mostly on the, all the good parties.
1: Yeah, I missed that party too with the beer and the eyes. Yep. And the screaming on the floor. But anyways, um went to we were just looking at some uh some some glasses. It was probably Oakley, uh the store. Go to It go was to,
0: definitely Sunglass Hut. <laughs> was it Sunglass Hut? Oh. Well yes. dang, you could have just dang. let it happen.
2: You were the original LeAngelo Ball.
1: <laughs> so we just looking at glasses. I don't even think I picked one up to try it on. I was just looking. So we leave because we didn't see anything that we like. And we must have gotten at least like 20 stores away. And I just feel, you know how you can feel if, if either someone's behind you or someone's staring at you. Just this presence, this swiftly walking by, taps me on my shoulder and says, where's my product? <laughs> like, what? I don't know what this man is saying. It's like, I know you stole the glasses. Where's my product? So, I'm like, bro, I didn't even touch any glasses. This man was losing his shit. He almost, he he had the, he felt like, I feel like he had the presence of mind uh, to call the cops about some damn sunglasses that I didn't even touch. Like, <laughs> we were obviously we the only black people that walked into that store at the time. So, that's just pure it's racial not as, profiling.
0: It's not as bad as... Oprah when she was in France and she, they told her. <laughs> you have enough money to afford it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to Oprah. To
2: Oprah.
1: She got the two million
2: dollar check.
1: <laughs> Boy. I know that person got fired. But I think me and Flacco can top your story.
0: Wait, maybe. so are you done, Gene?
1: I mean, I don't remember how it ended, but I think uh Oh oof. man. He just he just ended up walking away. Cause, uh, no, that is out. not
0: how it ended.
1: Y'all just vouch for me. Yeah, well, I know. Obviously, <laughs> I'm making that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is how the story actually went. I wish we like had the video so it could just like show the the mirage. Oh and yeah, floating <laughs> back. <laughs> like that time in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when uh, Carlton and Will and I think. One Ashley, maybe, was trying to reimagine an incident that happened to Uncle Phil. And everyone just had it. Oh, a he dip- kept
2: being. Oh, uh, it's when uh, the AC went out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just crazy how people have different. Like, you could all be at the same place and all have <laughs> a different experience of what actually happened. Yep. <laughs> but. Man said they were doing poetry. We went to the Sunglass Hut at Florida Mall. I don't even know if it's still there because Florida Mall has made so many changes. But we went to the sunglass hut, and it was a very sassy man that was working at the time. And It was, okay. me, it was me, Gene, and Omar. And you know how black people usually do. Uh, we go in a store. I mean, a lot of people do this, but I'm just saying, you know how black people do because it just fits the mold. Um, we in the store looking at glasses, picking them up, trying them on. Oh, yeah, 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 boy, that, you look good in that, boy. And then... <laughs> Like, yeah, you should get them. Oh, you might as well. It's a steal. It's a steal. It's a steal. And so, like, we looking at Shout the glasses. We're looking at the glasses. Um, I think they were actually, like, either Prada or Louis Vuitton glasses at that. It was Louis Vuitton glasses. So, And, and I'll say why I know it's Louis Vuitton glasses. We're looking at the Louis Vuitton glasses. Gene picks them up, of course, because he just likes to pick stuff up. We put them back but we didn't put it back in the place it's supposed to be in. Hmm. So we walk, the, we walk out the store, as Gene said, we walk out past 20, 23 different stores, and all of a sudden we just see this police officer right behind us, taps him, and the store clerk that was in, in uh, Sunglass at the time, one, I want to know, did he lock up the store? Because he did. the store was not <laughs> locked up once he came back, and if he was the only employee there, how come no one got stole it. glasses? Like, someone had to steal some glasses. But regardless, the guy is like, where's my Louis? Where's my Louis? He said Prada.
1: What? He said Prada. I remember that vividly.
0: See? Conflicted no. stories. No, he said Louis.
1: Ooh.
2: One of y'all would have locked up an innocent man.
0: We need to get, we need to get Omar on this too break the tie. Well, regardless, he was yelling out, where's my inter um, expensive glasses? glasses. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, we don't know. We don't have them. And he was like, yes, you guys do. I saw you take it. And we're like, no, we don't have them. And if you watch That So Raven, that's like the episode on That So Raven when she just get, kept getting followed around the store when she clearly didn't take anything, but yet the white person was just... <laughs> siphoning <laughs> all the clothes out of the store like it was clockwork. And we just get back and, and so he's like, well, if you don't have them, show me where you put them. So we go back into the store and we show him directly where we put them. And he was like, all he could do was offer apology and we were like, is that all you're gonna to say to us? Me some, to give me some free glasses. We were like, "Let <laughs> us get, a, let us get some reparations, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get Some free glasses, my nigga. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, "Sorry, I can't do that, but just have a great day." And then it is what it is. And I mean, that's just you should typical. have threatened them
2: to write the corporate. That's the white move right there. I'm writing the corporate. Then you get everything you want.
0: I mean, that's kind of par the course for how things work for. I mean, I've I've experienced something of that nature before, and it was part of the course where you get accused of something you did not do, and then it's just, sorry, and just keep it moving. Like you put me through all this hurt and trouble. You wasted my time. You tried to sully my name, and yet all I get is a sorry. No, no type of like payment for anything.
1: Thank God. All right, for you're Hershey. free to go.
0: <laughs> it be your own niggas. It be, it be your, your own, own niggas. niggas. <laughs> It's always your own niggas that do you in mm. It'd be it be like that but Without,
1: enough, Oh no I was going to say another one uh, That
0: that I would say Is like
1: me experiencing racism Is obviously I've been told that I look like a lot of different people Throughout my life
2: Oh Jameer Nelson ass looking ass nigga.
1: One of them that sticks is obviously Carlton Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Mr. Alfonso Ribeiro Oh Alfonso Ribeiro looking ass Nigga So, in high school...
0: I always wonder, it is it Ribeiro or Ribeiro? Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Because that I just makes it seem like it's Ribeiro. (laughs) You know I know. It's Alfonso Ribeiro.
1: Ribeiro. The I or the E is silent, however you decide to pronounce it. But anyways, um, (sighs) the high school I went to, it was uh, kind of mixed, but there was more white people than black people. And... um, you know, freshman year, you go in, um, and I'm, I'm walking in the, in the, like, courtyard one day, and just a group of white people just say, hey, Carlton, Carlton, do the dance, do the dance. Wow. Obviously, I didn't feel like I'd really look like Carlton, and I, I just feel like there's people assuming that all black people look alike. And then also, <laughs> when you're telling a black person to dance... You know, Mm-mm. that has so many negative connotations to it. So so that was another time that I, I've experienced personally racism.
2: Without sounding like Lil Wayne, I feel like I haven't experienced overt racism as far as people like saying, I don't like you because you're black. But also feel like I have, exp- well, I don't feel, I know I've experienced racism for a fact. <laughs> and it also might just be, People out here just don't trust 305 niggas because your story has Flacco in it. My story has Flacco in it. And we all were there. I think this was sophomore year when we played. We were all online. And we're, uh, we're um, practicing before we got set. Meeting up with the line. So we all on campus got bags full of clothes for us to change in. So all of us have full backpacks. We're all wearing uh, combat all combat boots and t-shirts but we're on the UCF campus and one of our line brothers was not paying his tickets and parked in the wrong spot and got a boot on his car so they put the little paper on his car so Flacco and I was like dang let's find out what this man gotta do to get, to get the boot off his car so we're reading the little paper on on the side of the car and is we're just reading it and then our the service just drives by real slow so, being the niggas we is, knowing that, you know, something can go down just because we black, we disperse. We don't run away. We just walk, continue to do what we was about to do. So, we go <laughs> into the building, act like nothing happened. And then, so, our line brother whose uh, boot was on the car goes back downstairs. And, which one of y'all? Gene, was you there? I when he was down there?
1: I came a little bit. I came just in time to see him bust the phone. <laughs>
2: That's, that's the part I wanted to get in. So <laughs> apparently the cops were called. So, so Gene is downstairs and uh, our line brothers in handcuffs. Cause he's like a six 200 pound African. And you know, the police ain't dealing with no big black man. So they just automatically put him in hands, handcuffs after he bust his ass, just casually just bust his ass. So we come back downstairs to see our, our line brother in handcuffs. Mind you, we're ca- still carrying full bags of clothes. And the, and the cop says, all right, what y'all doing? Because we just got a report that somebody was trying to remove the boot from the car. So me and Flacco was like, what are y'all talking about? Like, we were legit just reading the paper on the side. He's like, nah, parking services said uh, there were people out here trying to uh, remove the boot from the car. And they had a blowtorch, trying to blowtorch off the boot from the car mind you who the hell is using a blowtorch to to get a boot off the car like that doesn't even equate so we're talking to the cops it's like it's like seven black men and one white cop and he's just like alright calm down home slice we're like home slice like <laughs> who are you talking to right now like we're we're on a college campus where we pay tuition we ain't doing nothing wrong and he's like Yeah, so they said y'all had a blowtorch. The man doesn't ask to search our bags or anything. Like, we have full bags. Like, if they said we had a blowtorch or anything, like, my first thought was, like, they have bags. Let's check their bags. He don't ask that. Mm, Excuse me. Luckily, our dean comes up and disperses this situation, how he does. Shout out to J-Quad. So... Even with all that, even with the man not searching or anything, we still had to go to the little student court and give our side of the story. Uh, our line brother that got, uh, was in handcuffs just pled it guilty because he didn't want to deal with it. So he had to write, like, a whole essay and everything. I, just, I, I know for a fact that if it was just white people standing at that car, nobody would have got called, nothing would have happened, and it would have just been another day out on that campus. And I was like, "Oh, this is some bullshit here," and that's when I knew shit was never going to be the same.
1: Have you ever seen someone fall in slow motion? (laughs) That was in a fit of rage. This man was was that.
0: Was that was that you when you fell in the shower?
1: No, that's exactly what I was thinking. No, this is this is uh, the African. This man was in a fit of rage, talking to his pops and he must have took a misstep of epic proportions cuz the way this man fell it was fast and slow motion at the same time the phone shattered into like a million pieces and he let out the the screech that we had not heard <laughs> until the damn probate
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'll never forget the voice i wish i was the there phone. for that <laughs>
0: um so uh, i've experienced Racism on all levels throughout my life. <laughs> all, um, levels. <laughs> all levels? All levels. <laughs> uh, You had a story about high school. Ooh, nice pass. Um, I had a story. So my story takes place before high school. It was in middle school. Um, I wanted to be in... Me and my friends all decided in eighth grade that we were going to be in chorus. And we wanted to be in chorus uh, because... That's where all the girls were. You went to get the girls, you went to chorus. Or you went to uh, the steel drum um, band. But we decided chorus is better. Um, so we all did chorus. And it was... for us. Somehow, our teacher, not knowingly, grouped all the black students together. <laughs> Pretty much all the black students were together in the middle. Because... We didn't have desks. We just had seats because obviously you're practicing, like, your type of chorus, however they – however choruses are set up. <laughs> and then I don't know what it's actually called, but I know, like, that's where I learned the term windows, where you need to find windows so that people could see you. But um, – so we're just naturally – like the center of entertainment we're the loudest group everybody wants to join in our conversations and then our teacher had the audacity to say you get sick i don't want to come to class and see your faces every single day and that turned into a whole situation all our parents got mad um One of my best friends at the time, his dad came dressed in all black like he was a funeral. He had a secret service agent earpiece in to make it seem like he was a little bit more legit. And then our principal absolutely did nothing. He didn't, like, suspend her. He didn't um, reprimand her. And then, like, during, I guess, my conversation with the principal and her, she tried to play, like, the good person because she was, like, what do you mean? I've, I've done so much for you. I've paid for your trip to go to uh, Virginia. I paid for your trip to go sing at the University of Miami. Like, you're one of my favorites. And, I mean, that happens quite often where you see them trying to say, well, at least I have – well, not at least, but I have a black friend, so that doesn't make me racist. Or I've done this for such and such, so I can't be a racist. no. What you did or and or what you said doesn't disqualify you from uh, your racist behaviors. And then also, I was on my way to Georgia with me and my, me, my mom and dad. Got pulled over by the police on, I think it's 75 that runs through Georgia. Yep, 75. And the police officer says, it's some dark times to be driving at night, boy. And I've never seen, like, my dad just... Shut up for anyone, he didn't say a word. The man was just terrified, especially because it was dark at night, back roads of Georgia, you don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, That was the first time I was like actually scared and kind of understood the whole like why we black people necessarily don't have a good relationship with police. And then finally, this was. Happened while we were at UCF also. Um, I was just walking back from the gym, had on non-threatening clothes. And I got stopped, <laughs> stopped by a police officer. And he's like, do you go to this school? And I was like, yes. And he's like, prove it. I showed him my student ID. And he was like, oh, oh you must have faked this ID because it's starting to peel. If anyone knows about student Bruh, IDs, especially they, at UCF. They peel literally the
1: next day, man.
0: Those things start peeling like, ugh, like paint's just been sitting on it for a long time and just starting to peel off. I remember the and one so, we
1: had with the chip; that thing was <sighs> ruined by
0: the next week. Hey, but I tell you what, people were like, "Ah, oh, you ain't got a chip. You ain't got a chip." Exactly. <laughs> that chip was like it determined whether you were like in the in crowd or not. But. Um, those were my instances of dealing with racism. I mean, I've, there's been several other occasions. I just can't remember them. But those were the ones that like really stood out to me. And if you even like kind of link it back to sports, I would say that racism especially plays a part in the NFL. Yep. Um, I'm not going to necessarily go into the subject of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I think that racism does kind of play a part in that. But I want to kind of talk more so about the quarterback position and why black quarterbacks have to work 10 times as hard just to be considered just as good as a third-string white quarterback. Like The amount of pressure and scrutiny that's placed on a black quarterback is ridiculous when they're just as good, faster, more talented, more arm strength, just... and and although we have all the qualifying factors to check the box for some reason, it is a psychological warfare that is still going on as to why we can't be as good as uh, white quarterbacks. True. And honestly, the only thing I say that white quarterbacks have on us is a four hundred year four hundred year head start on their throwing motion because that same throwing motion is the same one they use <laughs> they to whip people whip. <laughs> to crack that whip. So they have four hundred years of just perfecting that throwing motion. That's why their throwing motion is so good. And that's where the whole to me, to me, I'm just talking. <laughs> that's where the whole, this is the perfect mechanics comes from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, Trust me, man. If if Blake Bortles was a black, there's no way he would still be the starting quarterback. Like they would have been... pulled that leash last year. Maybe oh, exactly. Even in his first year. They probably would have just said, nah, don't don't even don't even uh just gonna get out of here.
0: Plus you, you wouldn't see a balding black man at quarterback. <laughs> those <laughs> are those are
1: <laughs> I don't think I've seen a bald black quarterback.
0: Vince those young. Are, no the, well, that's why he's not there anymore. <laughs> once he went bald those are those are two things you won't see a dreadheaded quarterback and a balding black man at quarterback.
1: Yep, because once once Donovan Nabb went bald. He was out the league. Once. His career just went down the tubes. Down the tubes. Jamarcus Russell, down the tubes. Down before it even really started. But
2: but look. I man. mean, but uh, RG3 had the braids.
1: Down those, the
0: tubes. those weren't dreads, though. The, it, but. I said braids. I
2: know.
1: RG3 was injury prone, and then he went to Cleveland, so he got the curse of Cleveland on him.
2: You can only have a fade.
1: Listen, That's they it. the Buffalo Bills benched Tyrod Taylor for this man named Peterman who threw five picks. And they still Doesn't were Tyrod like Did Tyrod have a fro? Yes, but they were still like, I don't know who we're gonna start next week. So But no but Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, with the with the black quarterbacks, guaranteed if it was if it was on the reverse side where they, where they benched a white guy and then Tyrod Taylor came in, threw five picks, they would cut that man the next day. There would be no, <laughs> no. Uh, oh, yeah, we don't know who he' going to start next week. He would have been gone. And, yeah, like, like uh, Flacco said, it's a psychological warfare. You know, quarterback is always the face of the league. They don't want to have black-ass Michael Vick being <laughs> Tom Brady of the league. So
0: he was an exception, like <laughs> – In Atlanta, one, he's in a black city. Yep. And Vic was, he was a transcendent talent. Like, he changed the way. He broke the the game? He did. I mean, go back to Madden 04 when he literally was the best player, I think, of all time in Madden. You couldn't stop him. It's
2: a known fact that he
0: was the best player of all time in Madden. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, it was ridiculous, like, how good he was in Madden 04.
1: They brought in the QB vision to bring him down. That, man. <laughs> that man's
0: that QP vision was like a little carrot
1: compared to <laughs> like, compared to like, Peyton Manning who had the whole screen.
0: Once Vic came in the league, like every black person playing hood football wanted to play like Vic, <laughs> like number <laughs> seven.
2: Play kill exactly.
0: K- he made the number seven popular.
1: Exactly. You play
2: That's the, the only carrier. number seven I know.
1: You try to be like Vic, kill the carriers. Lamar Odom.
2: He, do you realize we had Mike Vick and AI at the same time?
0: Braid Central.
2: <laughs> White people had to be going
0: crazy. It was too but much it, blackness. It wasn't peak AI. Like but it he wasn't.
2: Was, he was still there. Was still
0: I
1: there. know. Yeah, he was still there.
0: It, but it <laughs> wasn't like oh, it wasn't oh one AI carrying the Sixers to the finals.
1: Bro, if he would have miraculously won that series wasn't gonna happen he would've died and ascended to heaven <laughs> right then and there with yeah, the Durant it would've
2: took a
0: miracle <laughs> that's, that's, that's what should've happened to Ray Lewis after he won his last championship because yep. now <laughs> Ray Boy. Lewis is not the Ray Lewis we thought he was <laughs> <laughs> revisionist
1: history I need a Malcolm Gladwell
0: story on huh? Ray Lewis <laughs>
2: Either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Yep. But <laughs>
0: killing somebody killing somebody to change a man. <laughs> change a man <laughs> I wasn't
1: on a knee. I
0: was praying.
2: <laughs> I got down I on, got on, on
1: both knees. On both knees. Because <laughs> I love the military. Pray.
0: <laughs>
2: That's y'all boy though. Man. That's y'all boy.
0: But I know for me, going into praying, for me personally, I know there were times when uh, I was online and I was praying, and that was because those were some long nights. Hazing isn't cool, guys. <laughs> so, I just pray because I mean, everyone knows that when you're pledging, they're gonna be long nights. But I wasn't accustomed. I don't know. You talking about. Nights. As a dean, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it, man. <laughs> Long nights. So go to go to stressful.
0: PT. Go to. <laughs> I, I went to PT dirty. dirty. <laughs> Just...
2: <laughs> At least you got days off. Man.
0: Just dirty
2: have 100% participation.
0: Well, that's cuz you asked. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: I was young and naive. <laughs> young and impressionable.
0: But I guess as we kind of like move away from the racism topic uh and kind of get more into the second topic which is uh life after greek life for us cuz we're all brothers of the uh Phenomenal and outstanding fraternity of IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated.
2: I don't know if I like you saying phenomenal.
1: (laughs) I swear, I thought you were going to say electrifying (laughs) Epsilon Eta. But But we're not, well,
0: I'm... I don't know if I like you saying phenomenal. Why not phenomenal? I'm pretty
2: sure that tagline has been used. No, it hasn't. So nobody uses phenomenal.
0: I mean, people say that for their like, very specific chapters, they don't say... Oh, But you them. know
2: which chapter it uses that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and? Does that matter?
1: It's a shout-out. It out. does to me. It's a shout-out.
2: All I said is, I don't know if I like you using it. The
1: okay. great, the glorious, the godly is still a great
0: tagline. <clears throat> Rewind.
1: Ooh, I almost pressed that check mark <laughs>
0: Why is your hand on your phone? Get it off!
1: I was just moving my phone down, and my finger was almost uh, touching it.
0: So as we uh, kind of divulge and move away from the topic of racism, uh, I, I guess I kind of wanted to move into the next portion of our conversation, as far as Greek or our lives after Greek life. I mean, there's still undergrad, some... huh?
2: After undergrad Greek life,
0: yes. Thank you for the caveat. Uh, Our life after undergrad, Greek life. Because there's a clear difference between Greek life for, like, a uh, IFC and then MPHC. Because I I have some friends that are in IFC. And they're like, wait, you guys still do stuff after you graduate? (laughs) And we're like, yeah, it's a lifetime commitment. And they're like, oh, we just throw parties. (laughs) But what has y'all's life been like after... Uh, undergraduate Greek life. Well, the reason I want to talk about this because
2: uh, last week I was at my job and I was leaving late, so uh, I usually try to talk to the security guards there because I just wanted, I wanted to be that dude where you, you just walk up to the security guards and you got that, you know, they look out for you. So I try to make, I try to make it my thing to talk to the security guards and to do that, I have my centaur hoodie on and he was like, hey, are you an Iota?" I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, Oh, I'm an alpha, and s- suddenly something in my brain was like, "dang, now that I'm out of undergrad like it's pretty it's pretty known a much like at least my line brothers and stuff that I don't really mess with I didn't really mess with the alphas, at least the ones on our- our campus uh but I was the security guard I was genuinely like excited to see somebody else from uh like any forms of Greek life just where I was working, and then i I realized like. Once you get past undergrad and you get past, like, those petty beefs and you're older, like, you're just happy to see somebody else that can kind of relate to you. You know, like, uh, in undergrad, you can have those petty beefs because it's kind of like, it's kind of like a tribe system where it's like, we all doing the same thing. We may be doing it differently, but I just can't bang with you. And then once you get out into the real world, it's kind of like seeing another black person. You're just like, oh, you black. We black, we got some of the same experiences. Let's link up. Let's get this. Let's do this together. And I, I, that's when I realized like it's just different out here in these streets. Like once you get past undergrad, you ain't got time for beefs. Like as as long as y'all have a common understanding and everybody respectable as far as their orgs, and you can you can joke and kid around whatever you're doing. But I kind of just like blended with more people now.
1: Yeah, for for me. Um like right after undergrad uh still kept in contact with grad grad chapter again like uh flacco was saying that's kind of foreign to people who are in ifc and pan um because yeah they they just see undergrad as their ticket to to get somewhere and then once they graduate well they done but uh with us it's just it just reinforces the family aspect and that's what you know, black people are all about for, since these are historically black organizations. Um, so, you know, community service has always been a passion of mine. And that's, that's like uh, one of the highlights when you get to grad chapter. You do a lot of community service as well. Um, so that's what I've been trying to stay in contact with. And since I moved out of Orlando, I haven't done too much yet with the uh, grad chapter that's in Tampa, Uh, but I want to. I just haven't been able to find time to do it. But, you know, I'll still wear my um, Centaur hoodie or now I got an IOTA hat. I'll wear it uh, to different events and, you know, people ask about it. And like uh, Rico said, it's always cool to see just somebody else that you can share an experience with. Like at my job, I have... I think three or four different uh, different Greeks there. So uh, it's pretty cool.
0: I would be lying if I said I was very active and participatory <laughs> in uh, any type of IOTA events after graduating. Um, With anything in life, you know, you just have to make time for it. So my time has not been focused towards that because i've had other things i wanted to do or get done and i mean i do appreciate those who continue on with building a tradition and not resting upon one after they graduate and continuing to you know help make iota what it is today But I mean, I do participate in some of the other events that we do, you know, like the St. Jude's Walk. And um, I'm trying to get established with the... Ooh, I almost missed that dump. The uh, IOTA Youth Alliance up here in Maryland. I still do pay my dues. I'm still financial. I just happen to not still be participatory. But I know that a big, huge factor of what's needed for Greek organizations to survive is that financial piece. Um, So that's been really my level of activity, but like life outside of Greek life, you just really do appreciate seeing another black person that's also kind of went through the same thing you did um, in undergrad as far as like putting the organization together or not putting the organization together, but like, maintaining the organization and just learning how to grow as an adult, especially a black adult at a, for us at a PWI predominantly white institution. And then like you in the workplace, you see someone with some letters and you were like, oh, you're a Delta and like, yeah. And then, I mean, it's just an easy conversation piece. So that's a great thing of what Greek life has done. Uh, It allows us to be able to have a communal experience and be able to bond over something small so that we all can just have this shared experience, talk with each other, break bread, and just get to know each other better. And it allows us to just look out for each other, which is something the black community as a whole kind of tends to not do. Um, So that is why I do still enjoy Greek life after undergrad because I have these opportunities and experiences to just continue to get better and build my network. No clue. So, listeners, we are introducing a new segment to uh, the Circle of Truth.
1: <laughs> That's the intro, and it goes a little something like this: Hit it, and for effort like this.
0: So, we listeners, we are introducing a new segment to the Circle of Truth. We are uh, not doing the whole uh, music of the week choice selection. We are going to actually do, um, what is it, a draft style type uh, segment where we look at different things in the world or different organizations, different sectors of America, different genres um, of movies, music. But today we are going to stay on the theme of music. And so we're going to do a draft of of our top three choices of dead or alive. Who are your three picks to start a record label? And since this was Rico's idea, he'll get the inaugural uh, first pick of the draft. So
2: first pick always goes to the star.
0: That's a lie. (laughs) First pick always goes to the star. The Cowboys haven't had the first pick in a while. So... (laughs)
2: With the first pick of the inaugural Circle of Truth draft, going with the king of pop, Michael Jackson. You can't beat the king of pop. Everybody likes the king of pop. Number one in dancing. Number one pop tunes. Hits on hits on hits. Even after death.
0: Oh, man, you stole my (laughs) pick. Eat a dick. (laughs) With consent. Gene, who's your first pick?
1: Oh, I thought it was Serpentine. It's usually you. Uh, Dang, even Gene knows he is.
2: <laughs> we did so many drafts. He did in the third.
1: First pick of the draft. Uh, Since he went King of Pop, I'm going to go... All right, cool. I'll go with what I said earlier, which it probably was cut out. Uh, Mr... Just Todd Smith, LL Cool J.
0: How do you L- not go with the arch nemesis, Prince? LL, <laughs> said, L-L Cool J at the first round draft? <laughs> you said since he yep. picked Michael Jackson. So that was kind of leading <laughs> to the arch nemesis of Prince. <laughs> he went uh,
1: LL Cool had to, J? Had to, throw, had to throw a loop in there. But the reason why, look at what LL Cool J has accomplished. One. He brought Def Jam into prominence, which was one of the f-
2: biggest rap labels. Run DMC?
1: They helped. LL Cool J. They helped. They helped. <laughs> LL, they were first. LL Cool J brought Def Jam to prominence. He broke into Yo, the I Need Love ass nickname. Yep. Uh, he uh, was a battling ass rapper, uh, a lover ass rapper. Uh, he he basically did cover all facets of the game, and now he's a successful actor. Mm. The goat,
2: LL Cool J, with the first round draft pick. That might as well be Anthony Bennett.
1: No, come on, man, you can't compare <laughs> that.
0: So, alive or dead, and you pick LL Cool J. Yep. So my first pick is going to be Chris Lighty. <laughs> 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 See,
2: he, he's not an artist a mogul
0: he's a mogul <laughs>
2: but he's not an artist
0: he was part of a rap group so
2: but you get you get the you, then you get the rapper Chris Lighty.
0: No, that was not specified. <laughs> you don't get
2: the mogul. Chris that wasn't
0: Lighty. that wasn't specified. So I'm taking you Chris. Have Chris Lighty. I'm talking taking Chris Lighty. You need someone who's gonna be able to build those connections, someone that knows how to find talent, someone who knows how to get the job done. So that's how I'm gonna build my record label. Give me Chris Lighty. All
2: right. That's fine. And I'm just going with the juggernaut team. And all the single ladies that feel me, because I'm going with Beyonce knows, going with the king and the queen. It's like running. That's like a full house
1: there. You know who I'm going with? Smokey Robinson. Dang man, mm. with, with Smokey,
2: that's that record label is going to be all over the place. Looj <laughs> 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 and Smokey Robinson. The man comes out with
1: hits, ammo.
2: Your your record label has a weird fan base. Gotta
1: well, to my of the
0: game. For my second pick, I'm going with Lucius Lions. Lucius <laughs> Lions. <laughs> <It's just lying. laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joking. That's a fictional character. Um my second pick would actually be Kanye West.
2: Ah, <laughs> that's a solid pick. Yep. That's a solid that's a solid
0: pick and the with thing Lattie, that
2: with Chris Lottie
0: that might be yeah that might be good the, the thing I like about Kanye West is like he will know a beat is good because he feels like he doesn't need to add or take away anything from it so you know <laughs> that beat is gonna be fire you got one last pick
2: with the last pick I'm going with a bit of a dark horse I think my I think my record label is going to have the, the most fans because I'm going, I'm going with Queen. I'm going with the group Queen. Bang! Oh with Queen. man,
0: I never would have thought of
1: them. Flash! <laughs> <laughs> oh! They got another
2: one, Bites the Dust. They got We Will Rock You. They got Genius. hits on hits on. They got nothing but white boy classics. Nothing but arena classics that the residual checks off of their songs just be crazy
1: I teased it earlier uh, I'm gonna go with uh, nope I didn't tease it earlier I'm gonna go with uh, No, nah, I can't use him we're gonna go with yeah we're gonna go with Diddy wow
2: that record label is all over the place.
1: Got to cover, got to cover the years. I got, I got the, I got the seventies, the old school on lock. A little bit of the new school, and then just Diddy all, all over.
2: <laughs> but once you get the past year, two thousand, your record label just
1: falls off.
2: Nah, man, Diddy got French. You got, you got the seventies, the eighties, and the nineties.
1: French Montana. Huh?
2: Nah, mm. I'm, I'm good on Fritz.
0: Mm.
2: I'm good on Fritz.
0: Uh-uh, uh-uh. So my final pick. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. But I think I'm going to go with, I feel like someone who's on the rise. Tori Kelly as my my final pick to round out my uh, Who?
1: Who, who is that? <laughs>
0: Tori Kelly. <clears throat> who? Do you know? Do, wait, you don't know who that is? No. Wow, that's surprising. No idea who that Chris is. Chris Lydie, Kanye West, and Tori Kelly. That will round out my top three to, for starting a music label.
2: Hey, I'm shocked. Nobody said Tupac. Nobody said Biggie.
0: This? Snoop, but the thing Eminem, is, but the things you said, starting a music label, those people, Dr. Dre, those people are going to work with the individuals you have. That's the like the stalwarts of your music label. Don't matter. I'm
2: I'm starting with people I know can make music. I can surround them with whoever I want after that.
0: You got the first pick, yeah. MJ and Beyonce, but that third one, yeah. <sighs> Queen is a go look at them residual
2: checks for Queen. Shaky,
1: mama mia, mama go, mia.
2: Go look at the residual checks for Queen. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Bank roll, white boy classic. Nobody said Eminem
0: because Eminem is low key trash.
2: But that's the juggernaut. White people them, man. love Eminem, white people love Eminem.
1: You, you, you kind of get tired of hearing him about to kill
0: kill you, kill his wife, kill his baby, kill his mom. <laughs> like I, I feel like he's most known for Stan. Yep. And no one I've met, I haven't met nah, anyone who I think knows he's, all the words for Stan. I think he's most known for Hi, My Name Is.
1: Or, uh, what's that?
2: <laughs> slim Shady.
0: The real Slim Shady. But, but, burn, I, burn, hmm. burn, but Stan burn. became a verb. Like I don't think you understand <laughs> <did. do> that. <laughs> <He did. laughs> that's why like when you created a noun into a verb.
2: All right then, so he should have got picked though. That's that's uh staying tile right there.
0: Eminem is low key trash in my opinion. Your opinion also includes that Nas is trash. Dang, Gene, you didn't even
2: pick Nas.
0: Told you. I told you. If I keep, <laughs> I if
2: I keep just in the... <laughs> if,
1: if
0: you I didn't keep pick in- none of your
1: favorite people. This is all about starting a record I got, label. This is I a- got Michael Jackson and Beyonce. I did pick some of my favorite people.
0: I like you the didn't people
1: pick- I picked too.
0: You didn't pick Will <laughs> Smith.
1: Exactly. I don't have to. <laughs> and I don't have to pick That man Nas. Is good this on is his a- own. This is a continuing thing. And Nas is good on his you, own too. You pick a Nas
2: song every week. The week we don't do a song, you have to pick him in the music draft. Like you're not staying. You're not staying on on your brand.
1: Mm. I'm always on my brand. No, you're you not. Got me
2: turn, you got to turn me over to the dark side. I'm gonna have to say that Nas is trash now.
0: I told you. Hey, y'all you can... keep going. You, you keep at it long enough. You can say this it all one... you want. Gene, Crumble. true. <laughs> Don't mean it's true. Man, you couldn't
2: even pick Mr. Potato Head. I saw a picture the other day, and Nas. Lo- if you think about it, Nas looked exactly like Mr. Potato Head.
0: <laughs> what was funny was that uh, complex interview with um, whatever his name is, DJ Academics. And when uh, Erica Badu was like, <laughs> "You look like Jan- me <laughs> someone," Jan- and <laughs> she was she, like, the whole show, she was like. You remind me of someone. Just to be at the end, you, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> you remind me of Jerry. That's who it is. <laughs> and just lit him up. The fact that he reminded her of a cartoon. <laughs> cartoon rat. <laughs> oh gosh! But as we close out our conversation, as always, we got to end on the our circle of truth moment. Gene, I'll let you kick it off. Circle of truth moment. Uh,
1: So what I got this week is, uh, you know, as the holidays come to pass, and again, you, you, you just keep seeing either good things or crazy things throughout the week. And obviously these, you know, sexual harassment charges aren't going anywhere. Experiment forty-five isn't going anywhere anytime soon. He needs to. Um, North Korea keeps, you know, jab stepping on whatever they want to do. Um, You've Gotta appreciate the good times, you know. Everybody, everybody's working hard to attain, you know, some kind of goal. And sometimes you just let life life pass you by, but you gotta be able to get up, get out,
0: and do something. Do
1: something. Listen
0: to Goody Mob.
1: Um, you know, just, just appreciate the people you have in your life, whether it's blood or friends, family can be anything. It doesn't have to be blood related. Uh, you know, tell people you appreciate them and, uh, keep, uh, paying it forward. That's my circle of truth moment.
0: Mm. So as I get into my circle of truth moment, well, first, before I get into my circle of truth moment. You know how you have Thanksgiving uh, with family, and sometimes conversations come up that reveals a lot about a person. (laughs) Found out my uncle voted for Donald Trump. Mm.
2: (laughs) There's always one.
0: (laughs) Sometimes it'd be your own niggas. It'd be your own niggas that do you win. What (laughs) if? I, even though, like the electoral college decided, what if he was the one deciding, <laughs> 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 and it came, and it was my family. <laughs> but as I get into my circle of truth moment, um, when I was on my way to Orlando for a wedding, I saw something that really, really disturbed me. There were tons of just kids walking around wearing different brands of clothing. <laughs> and growing up, I was taught brand loyalty. Not not like specifically in if you have Nikes, you're always going to like rock Nikes, but let your stuff match together. You can't be wearing Adidas shorts and Nike shoes. Like, <laughs> two and two don't go together. You got to keep it. keep it simple, keep it fresh. You got on some Nike shorts, put on some Nike shoes. The only thing that kind of applies where things could switch, and this is just because they're loosely related to each other. Not loosely, but they are closely related to each other. You can have on Nike shorts and Jordans. That fits. That goes together.
2: (laughs) Jordans under the Nike umbrella. Exactly.
0: Jordans, Nike go together. But you can't be having an Under Armour shirt, Adidas shorts, in Nike shoes like I've seen that before stop it have some brand loyalty have some respect about yourself go back to the times where people were willing to at least match the brands together I mean, your clothes doesn't have to match perfectly but let the, the, the brands match but that really it just really bothered me and triggered me to these new generations this new generation man they, it ain't the same they lost who will survive in America <laughs> and that's my moment
2: the bubbling 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 in the mother country's crutch Rico
0: finish him
2: my circle of truth is pray or be pray but that's the goddamn truth
0: well listeners yes we do thank you for taking the time out to listen to us we appreciate everything that you guys do and the feedback that you do provide us, we want to continue to grow, continue to build. We want to continue to get better as well. Uh, you can find me, your host, Fly Faco, on Twitter at uh, Belly 10 And then you can find my co-host at... So oh, that is Rico RicoStar. You
2: can find me at Rico underscore creates on Instagram and Twitter. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, give us five stars, all that good jazz. This is episode 11. You should know what the rules is by now. Gene, what's it... What, What's your deets?
1: All right. This is Gene the Ice Maker. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Gene the hyphen. Uh, yep. Please keep listening, sharing, and subscribing. Thanks, guys.
0: Circle Truth Podcast, where your truth always matters. Peace. Ah. Out of here.